This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. In this episode today, which I'm doing as a live Facebook broadcast as well as a podcast episode, we are talking all about how to self-publish because obviously I have just been through this process and I wanted to share it with you whilst it was still fresh in my mind. So those of you who don't already know, my first book, Get Visible, How to Have More Impact, Influence and Income, went live on the 20th of November 2019 and went straight to number one across 11 categories. I say straight to, there there was quite a lot of work on my part to make that happen, but went to number one across 11 categories of business, entrepreneurship, marketing, careers, self-help and personal guidance. So I want to talk you through exactly what the process has entailed. I had no knowledge of self-publishing before I began this journey. I just knew that I was willing to do it and learn it the hard way so that I could refine it and share with other people my learnings afterwards. So I guess this podcast episode was always in the back of my mind as I went through this journey. Now, if you want to know why I decided to self-publish or the other options open to you or anything about my book writing experience, go back and look at previous episodes. I think you need episode 20 on how to write a book proposal, episode 14. Episode 40 on things on the book writing process, and episode 42 on everything you need to know about choosing which method you're going to go down. But this particular episode is all about how to self publish. So, the easiest way to do it right now is on Amazon. Amazon has its own platform, which used to be called Create Space and is now called KDP Kindle Direct Publishing. And what you do through this platform is you create your ebook. And you upload your ebook into this system, and then you are able to reach, first of all, Kindle and also all the other online platforms as well. Although, of course, Kindle is the Amazon ebook publishing format anyway. So it's about getting the ebook out there first. And now KDP also, once you have that ebook up there, allow you to change that also into a paperback as well. And there's this amazing tool called Print on Demand. So that you, gone are the days where an author has to have thousands and thousands of boxes of their own books in their backyard or the publish in their garage. Now, every single time you place an order or your reader places an order on Amazon and you are in the print-on-demand system, which you would be through KDP, then your book is literally printed for them. It is printed then. So there's no wastage. So this is a really efficient as a publishing tool. There's no wastage, but also for you as an author, as a published author, it means that you're not having to have loads and loads of expensive stock lying around that you're not going to potentially sell. Although, of course, we hope that you will. So I knew nothing about this process in the first place. And I want to talk you through how it works and what you need to be considering. So Kindle Create actually allows you to upload your finished manuscript. So you want to have your manuscript, your finished document ready to go, which is in a Word format. And for me, this was a bit tricky because I predominantly work in pages and my editor was working in Word. So we had to, there were a few formatting issues that weren't working on pages and Word. So in the end, in order for me to view the document, I actually did buy Word to put it onto my Mac as well, which was a bit annoying because I always use pages, but that's just one of those things that we ended up doing because of course I had to approve the document before it went up into the KDP space. 
So what happens then is you upload your manuscript, your Word document into their own service called Kindle Create. And you have to download Kindle Create. It's their package for actually designing the look of the book. Although you have done a lot of formatting yourself already or your formatter will have done that and you want to get someone who knows what they're doing because this is an important part of the book. Actually then you upload that in there and you can choose some of the templates that they already had, what title and page might look like, what your fonts might look like for your headers. And it's standardised across the whole book. So it's helping you a lot with that process. And you can edit within that system. The only thing that we did find with that system is that when my editor had done something her end, she couldn't then send me the Kindle Create program. We had to make sure that she was uploading her end and then I could see it once it was live. So we couldn't actually share those files, which was a little bit annoying. I do have to say that I think that's a bit of a flaw in the system. But the Kindle Create system on the whole is really effective and really good. You have this finished Word document that you put up into there. You can then get this whole view of what the book looks like. When you're happy with it, you can then upload it into the KDP publishing system. Uh, To have a KDP account, you have to be an Amazon member. So you just create your Amazon account. But who isn't an Amazon member these days? I can't imagine why you wouldn't be. I know lots of people do deliberately boycott Amazon. But I think as an author, you need to be on there. So get that account done. Go to Kindle Direct Publishing. We'll put a link in the show notes for this as well. So once you've got that, once you've got your book up there for the ebook, you're creating the ebook first. You are then going to make sure that you design your cover for your ebook. And to let you know about this, depending on the formats that you're putting out there, you're going to need three different covers. You're going to need a cover that is designed for ebook, for Kindle, which has specific dimensions and things you need to consider. I would need a full jacket, a full book jacket for your paperback, which would include dimensions of the spine and also what's going on the back of the book, which would include also an ISBN code. So I will briefly mention ISBN codes later on in this episode as well and how you go about doing that. So that would have to be there and you might want an image on the back as well. But you want to have that kind of brand consistency. But you can't create that cover until you know what's going on in your formatting for your book because the size of the book and the size of the jacket really depends on how many pages are actually going into your book. So the formatting has to be done first. So you have this kind of interesting time where everything is just waiting for that formatting to be done. We actually did do a mock-up of the potential book design, but we couldn't go ahead with it until we knew the size of the book. And it's all those fiddly little bits that I had no idea we were going to not struggle, but that were going to hold us back in some way. There is actually on Kindle Create, if you don't want to work with a designer like I did, then there are options for you to use some of their templates. They're quite basic, but if you just want to get it out there and get it done, you do have those options too. And that is free within the Kindle Direct Publishing Forum. And there's images and all sorts that you can have on your front cover if you wanted. But I would encourage you to get a good designer because you want your book to have impact. You want it to stand out on the bookshelf. You don't want it to look like it's just full of stock imagery. So There are options. If you don't want to pay for anything extra, you can just go ahead and do it, but really stop and think about how you want to position your book. So then at the back end of Kindle Direct Publishing, you have to add in a description of your book. So this is the kind of marketing bit of your book, if you like. This is why people might stop and buy your book. And this is important. And it needs to have some keywords in there as well. So you do need to think about what people are looking for. So write a really good description that is not what's inside your book necessarily, but is like sales copy. So it might be at this point, you want to get a a copy editor involved in what you put about your book and a little bit about yourself as well. You 
obviously want to have thought long and hard about the title of your book. And I'm not going to cover that too much today. But needless to say, you want to have people to see that cover, to know what it's about, to see that title, know what it's about and know whether it's for them or not. And that is kind of a core concept when you're creating your book in the first place. And it might be that you start with one title like I did. My book started as Invisible to Invincible. And actually, that didn't feel like a command, a compelling command or an action enough. So it became Get Visible, which actually feels much better and a much stronger, give you a much stronger decision as to whether the book is for you or not. You then have to enter in seven keywords. So these are, again, like tags might be on a podcast or you might put on your YouTube. So for me, that was business, small business, entrepreneurship, marketing, self-help. That's five. I had two others as well. They might all be very similar, but it's how Amazon is going to know where to put your book in terms of which charts it might, if it does well, where it might go into. So you want to be thinking as well about which categories it's going to go in. And this is really important in Amazon. You get two categories. So you get two categories for your paperback and you get two categories for your ebook. Now, I actually made the decision to put both of those formats into the same categories. They're very, very niche how you build them together. So mine went something along the lines of business, entrepreneurship, And there was another one. There was another level to it. And then it went into health, family and well-being, personal development and then self-help. So there were several subcategories of category. Now, what some people do at this stage is that they go and do lots and lots of research, which you should be doing anyway if you're writing a book. Do lots and lots of research to similar book titles and what is the smallest category which has very few books in it so that if you go up you could potentially get number one or in the top 10 much easier than a kind of heavyweight category like business and entrepreneurship like I went for and they people do that because they want that badge that they're a number one bestseller which you know that's an amazing thing to achieve personally I wanted to make sure that my book was in the right categories and that I wasn't kind of fudging it if you like but that is a technique that some people do use to try and get that number one best-selling tag So you get to choose two categories, the ebook and two for your paperback. So you could make those different choices. So then what happens is you make a decision about what kind of deal you're going to do with Amazon. So there are a couple of choices here. So you can either go exclusive. So if you go exclusive and give them your worldwide rights and you can't take it anywhere else for a period of time, I can't remember what the length of time is. I wish I knew that for this episode. I have a feeling it's a minimum of three months, but I might be wrong there. So you need to have a look at what the deal is that Amazon offers. And if you go with exclusivity, you get 70% of every book sale that goes out there. This is, I'm talking now for the eBooks. If you'd go for non-exclusivity, you get 35% of every sale that is made. Now, eBooks, they're usually quite good value. So mine went out initially at 99p and is now at 3.99. So I'm not getting oodles of money for every purchase, but I am getting the majority of the income. There's also a different deal for your paperback, again, that you need to look and consider. And you need to think carefully about this. Do you have dreams of having your book on a bookshelf somewhere in, say, Waterstones? Because that's one of my hot lists. So I was careful about what rights I gave my paperback to Amazon. And as a result of that, I will get less income but I have more opportunity to get my book into other places and actually in physical bookshops as well, potentially down the line. So today's episode is really about just Amazon. And I will do another episode in a little while, a few weeks time about how you get yourself into other bookstores online and potentially into the physical bookshops as well, particularly if you're self-publishing. 
So then you create the ebook, you create the paperback, you create the deals, you make those agreements with Amazon about the pricing. You are the one who sets the pricing and you can actually change that. It takes about 72 hours for you to make those changes. So you can constantly be putting new editions out. You could constantly be putting out a new book cover. You could constantly be putting out new pricing. There's also all sorts of things you can do in terms of setting your pre-order. You can decide what date your book is going to go live. And I think it was four days before it goes live, the final version of your manuscript has to be live on the site four days before the pre-order starts. You can set your release date. So that's quite flexible as well. You can set your price, as I said. You can decide if you go and do a further promotion within Amazon by joining their Kindle Unlimited programme. I decided not to do that because there's lots of intricacies about, again, exclusivity that I didn't want to hit because I want to go into other bookshops. But many authors actually do this as a full-time business. They write multiple books and they are hot on when those deals are going out because your book will get seen by more people and people become quite strategic. So they might have their first book for free, but maybe they've got a series of six, particularly fiction authors. So do your research into what kind of deals Amazon does and why they work for people. What's amazing about this is when you've got it all together, when you've got the manuscript up and you've got your cover, particularly for your paperback, you can then go in and view it. Now, we actually, despite the fact we spent a long time designing the cover and doing the formatting, when we came to put it all together in their launch previewer, what happened was that we'd been very close to the margins with our formatting. And in the end, we'd used a particular font that was quite swirly. And the rest of the book was perfect, but we had 20 occasions throughout a 142-page book where the letter F was slightly swirlier at the top. And that tiny little bit was hitting the margin and going slightly over. So our book got rejected initially. So we then had to go back in, re-edit, reformat just those 20 places. It's so particular and so precise what they need you to do that we then had to go back and do that again. And then again, you launch the previewer. Once you've seen every single page, it flags up for you any issues it thinks that there are. It also flags up for you any minor spelling errors that you may have missed in the edit. I was really impressed with that. So yeah, that's, so that's an option as well. Now, I just want to talk you through options that you've got for going away and learning about this stuff, because I didn't just completely wing it. So the first place that I would recommend is, I've talked a lot about the Hay House Writers course. There's also an online course. And at the moment, it is a waiting list for it. Now that Hay House course I found is a really good port of call. It talks you through the Balbeo self-publishing that they have as well, but it does teach you how to do it for yourself too. So have a look at that. I've put a link in the show notes for it. I believe, and certainly was last year, that if you buy the online writers course, you can apply for the US competition where not only can you self-publish, but you can also learn how to do a book proposal and put it in for the US competition to become a published author with Hay House and a self-published author winning a $5,000 contract through their self-publishing arm. So it's worth the fee of that online course just for that. It may not be the same, so don't take my word for it. Do your research, but the link is in the show notes. The other place that I found really good for getting an overall view, I like to have lots of different people's opinions on how to do this stuff. I went to Udemy, Udemy, I never know how you say it, and I typed in self-publishing. I've put the link in. There's all sorts of different courses. See which courses are getting loads of really good reviews. Those courses are often really good value. I also wanted to do some learning with 
a hybrid publisher who really knows this field and not just somebody who's whacked a course up and has just is just sharing their own experience. And so have a look at a course by Authors & Co and Abigail Horn. They have something called Publish, Positioned and Powerful, and it's their signature programme about self-publishing. And I have put a link to that into my show notes as well fabulous course talks you through it it's very much an auditory course it's an audio course with some downloads and it walks you through most of the process and then it shows you the back end on video of the kdp system so that is an affiliate link in there go to the show notes it's a great course and finally a book that i found really really useful is a book called successful self-publishing by a lady called joanna penn when i found this book on amazon when i was looking for self-publishing books i couldn't believe it because i knew i knew this lady's name you know how some name is going through your head and you think, I know this, where's it from? How do I know this name? And I realised that actually we had both at the same time been included in a blog article many, many years ago when Audible was releasing in the UK its ACX programme, which is called the Audio Book Creation Exchange, because I was the first audiobook narrator to pioneer that in the UK. And Joanna was the first self-published author in the UK to pioneer the Audiobook Creation Exchange system. And they had written a series of blogs all about us. I'm actually going to put that in the show notes as well, if I can find it. It's a very, very old article back when my life was obviously all audio focused. So Joanna's book is short, it's to the point, it takes you through the entire journey. And it also gives you lots of information about non-Amazon self-publishing options as well, which I will be talking about in an episode coming at you in the next few months as I go on this crazy journey of get visible, how to have more impact, influence and income further out there so that many more people buy it. I've just this morning got my first positive review. Of course, they're all positive. My first review from someone I don't actually know, which was just tremendously exciting to know that the book is out there having that impact on people's lives and their businesses. So if you haven't got a copy, go out, get it, get visible, it's in the show notes, buy a copy and let me know what you think. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.